Welcome to a very, very, very special episode, a very packed episode of Two Beers and a Mic. Welcome to the new studio. We talk about that. We talk about March Madness. We talk about the recent UFC fight that happened on uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday night. Um, Yeah, big episode in store. So uh, welcome to Two Beers and a Mic. Here we go. Hey guys. <laughs> Welcome to Two Beers and a Mic, brought to you by Business Solutions Technology, where you need your paper, your toner, your printers, all your printer and toner needs. Visit business solutions technology.net. For any of your printer and toner needs what's going on stone oh not much just making it man How here are we you? go man i i i'm great because yeah. this is our first episode we've recorded some some test episodes mm-hmm. we have not liked the audio we've got some upgrades we are now rocking some sure mv7s we are official some co-sure mv7s um sure if you would like to send us some sm7b's the the real podcast mics um the, these are really good they are but we would love some there's SM7Bs. just one level above we could use the sm7b yeah. for both of us i yeah. mean if we want to sound the we clearest, will definitely we promote be. them yeah absolutely mm-hmm. we're promoting you right now so you might as well give us a top product you know it's on the um, table um yeah so a lot a lot to talk about um we're gonna a do lot. a beer review for a company that we've been in talks with potentially becoming a beer. Um, we are in talks with Deep Ellen Brewing Company. Uh, so we have a great beer that we are going to test, and they have some great restaurants as well. Um, what is your favorite? What is your favorite Deep Ellen Brewing Company beer? Do you have one that you that you know of? Man, probably there's one that we had tried, um, not long ago. So there's, I think we bought, so we bought this four mix pack. They have a four mix pack um, in the Dallas area where you can get um, just a few, kind of like a, I don't know, like, you know, when you buy like a can of like true. Like a variety pack. Yeah. It's a variety pack. Yeah. Um, They have, they have four different kinds. They have the confident confidence. I think is what it's called. The Nito Bandito. That's what it was. The Dallas Blonde and the Deep LMIPA. The Nito Bandito is the one that it was. Your and that was that, yeah. Bandito. And that was actually a rather good or a rather uh tasteful beer for there sure. We go. Especially because I'm not a big IPA fan. Yeah. And so sometimes they can just be a little little rich for me, a little much. Um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed the Nito Bandito. I personally am a big fan of the Deep LMIPA. Um, I had a I had a buddy who who always had it stocked in his fridge. Um and so that's kind of been my go-to from Deep Ellen Brewing Company. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely excited to try um, some of the other ones. Yeah. And I'm definitely excited, uh, just in case you're wondering, Deep Ellum Brewing Company is located here in Dallas, Texas. They are a local, um, locally sourced beer brewing company. They do all their, all their stuff here in Dallas. Um, they provide... They provide, they sell their beers, like their canned beers in those four specific flavors and maybe even their seltzers um, in lo- a lot of local restaurants around Dallas and a lot of um, liquor stores kind of in the Dallas area, and even in Texas. Yeah. Um, but what you can't find is they actually have a large, large tap room with a lot more beers 
So if you if you want to try out some more, and you know maybe maybe what you've tried from the from the liquor stores isn't your taste, um, head on over to Deep Ellum Brewing Company and go get you some food. Go get you some some tat on tap beers because they have a lot of a lot of different selections over there. Yeah. So what I, we have so in the variety pack we have the Needle Bandito, which we've we've already we've already taste tested. Yeah. So we'll throw that one out. Let's say we have the Deep Ellum IPA, the Dallas Blonde. And the confidence. Which one are you thinking today? I'm feeling confident today. Feeling let's, do, confident? let's go with confidence. Let's go with confidence. So we have our uh, we have our mini fridge over here, donated and sponsored by SOK Lone Star. Training and breeding the best gun dogs for the modern day sportsman. And also my sticker collection. You you heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Just you know. Best best dog training in Texas. Best dog training in the nation. How many how many uh, how many branches of uh, SOK? You're SOK Lone Star. How yeah. many branches of SOK? Are we there have nationwide? seven total. So we have one, or obviously uh, me in Texas. We have two in Mississippi. We have one in North Carolina. We have one in um, South Carolina. Um, we have one in Kansas, Michigan, and then um, Wisconsin. Dang. So seven campuses total. A lot of locations. Yeah, probably yeah. between everybody about, mm, I want to say we've got about 100 and 100, mm, maybe a little under 100 uh, breeding females right now. Wow. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's been fun. And and I've had from personal experience, my dog is not an English lab, um, but he was trained by you. Mm-hmm. And you know, night and day difference. We tried from getting him back. He's also he's also a lost cause. Yeah. Um, we tried he, our best. He was one year old when we gave him to you, uh, which obviously is a, is very very old to start the training process, especially trying to get them susceptible yeah. to to all the to listening and all that type of stuff. But he was a shelter dog. Um, toaster strudel. Well, toast. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's, he's, but he was a night and day difference. He went to you for six weeks. And how long is a typical um, training for you? Man, if we're doing like gun dog training, we're doing about or right at five months is our minimum. So, but a lot of owners will leave them for ten to twelve, just depending on how, um, how far along they want them. You know. Yeah. Well, if you uh, need any kind of training done with of your uh, English slabs. Is it SOK and SOK Lone Star in or for sure? Because uh, I can speak personally. Stone, you do a great job oh, tra- thanks, training the dogs. Um, your dogs Sweet. look great, award winning. Um, you know, you take Sweet. them, you take them all the way, and you get them, you get them, you get them awarded. Very kind. I do, I do. We do hunt tests and things like that, so it's fun. It's just kind of like a, uh, um. How an accolade that that you can kind of show off to your peers and whatnot, uh, and just show off on your dog. So it's it's a fun little business, man. But that, very kind of you. Very yeah, kind absolutely. You. Let's get into these confidence. So let's see here what we got. It's, yeah, it's that, a hazy that enough. My confidence. Let's there we go. <laughs> it's a hazy enough India pale ale. So an IPA. So it might not be your cup of tea, but uh, we'll see how it Again, is. Again, I do love the branding of it though, and how they market their cans. Absolutely. I mean, again. This is a sick can. I mean, what are we rocking here? Let's see if you can even. Uh, we might zoom in on this if we. It can. It looks like something you would see off a of Rick and Morty. Um, it looks like a mad scientist who is mixing oh, God knows what 
into this pot. And I'm guessing that that's, that's how they made this six and a half percent alcohol by volume. Uh, drink responsibly. Um, never, <laughs> uh, two beers and a mic is not responsible for any drinking and driving or, uh, any occurrences that may occur while drinking. Absolutely. We're not responsible for any of the damages. So we do not don't come at us. We just want to show you good beers. That's all right. So here we go for those, for those ASMRs and out those there above legal age. Absolutely. 21 and up drink responsibly, please. Oh, dang. Might've got the, uh, might've got my foam screen a little beery. <laughs> Ooh, I can already tell I'm going to like it. Yeah. I just took one small sip of like the, the piece that was on my hand. Yeah. It okay. tastes, it, I, I think it's going to be good. Are you ready? Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's give it a good taste. Okay. Now, what we're going to start um, today, and we're going to we're going to take some of the beers that we've we've kind of already tried and recorded on. But um, I would say we have done on camera. We have tasted and rated three three separate beers: pickle beer, Stella Artois, and what was the other one? No. What no, was it was one? the uh, Nido Bandito. No, not ones that we posted. Oh. Um. What was the other one? You we did we did the pickle and then we we washed it down with oh champagne of beers Miller That's High right. Life Miller That's High right. Life. That's right. That's right. Um. So a, as of right now, what is that ranking looking like for you? Because we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna start keeping track of what our rankings are. Oh, for sure. Um. And, that and seeing which ones you know we like at the top, which ones we despise at the bottom. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm so, with it. without with you know excluding this one, Stella Artois, bottom pickle beer, <laughs> second, <laughs> yeah. and and Miller High Life's number one. So, um, we have to go back and look at those ratings so that we can write those down. But we do have a giant whiteboard over here that we will be making use of uh, yeah. and writing those down and and posting those works perfect um and so where would you put this on your list of those three that we've already recorded and rated right i will say i don't like it as much as i like the neato bandito whenever we had tried that i think it's just again ipas you know have their have their taste to them and so man i'm gonna i'm gonna rate it definitely better than the stella artois but uh, I was I was a fan of the pickle beer. Okay, hey, listen, it's a it's a weird conglomerate. Exactly. But uh, I I'm a fan of a good dill. You know, I love a good Vlasic crunchy pickle. Yeah, exactly. Um, like you know, pickles. No, no sus. No sus. Or all sus. Or one or the other. <laughs> um, you be the judge of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't hate it. And it yeah. was blue raspberry pickled. I think I think if it was basic pickle, the or, regular pickle. I've had the regular pickle one, and it's a lot better than the blue raspberry. It yeah. tasted like a uh, Kool Aid pickle, but not enough sugar. If you know what I'm saying. I feel you. Um, yeah, Tate got at a at a fair once, or we went to the we went to the state fair. Mm. She got a chamoy pickle. So uh-huh. this was a pickle soaked in chamoy. Right, mm-hmm. you know Chamoy, that Mexican, yeah. that Hispanic yeah, yeah. Mexican uh, candy liquid slash. Yeah, it's like a spicy, sweet and spicy like drizzle that it's you like can a put gelatin. on anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a. It reminds me of Lucas. 
Have you ever had Lucas like that comes out of the little toppers that you can squeeze out? No. no, dude, I used to have that mess all the time in elementary school. It was so good. It's kind of like the consist, like, okay, so like if you were to pour icing, like icing that you've heated up onto like a cinnamon roll, right? It's kind of mm. like that consistency maybe. Yeah. Or, but I mean, the they serve I it, a, they serve it a lot of different ways. They've served it like, man, you could serve it, I think frozen or like it, where it's more of like a fruit roll up type thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what they did. I think they actually hardened some of it and yeah. they wrapped or no actually what they used was a fruit roll-up so they wrapped the pickle in fruit roll-up uh, and then, and then loaded it, it uh, with chamoy and she was like all in she was like i want this chamoy pickle like this is the most thing i'm excited for ate it severely disappointed i really? tried it it was so sour but then like the sweet was good but then yeah. like the sourness just threw it way off it was just not it was not my cup of tea yeah um but then again i'm also very picky picky when it comes to pickles um, you're a picky pickle my picky pickle eater <laughs> um but yeah i just i just wasn't i just wasn't the biggest fan yeah um i don't but, know I, i've never been like a i've never been one to just like eat a whole pickle yeah like a like a like a thick I would drink without like, yeah i would drink pickle juice but okay. i would never eat a full pickle i feel you Okay, but no, it uh, definitely would, you know, be, because it can, you know, it can be a uh, acquired taste. The pickle can be an acquired taste. I would definitely, um, you know, I'd still rank it as my number one probably. Okay. I'd probably go that, then I would go with our confidence over here. Over the Miller High Life. Over the Miller High Life. Okay. And then the Miller High Life and Stella Artois. Okay. I will... Miller High Life tasted a lot different to, uh, to me than the like Miller Light. I'm a big fan of Miller Light, but it just yeah. I don't know. See, Miller Light to me is very very foamy, and mm. so makes and you I'm bloated. Not, I'm not like yes, and I am not like the biggest like beer drink. Like I know some people will like head home from work, crack open three or four. Like nothing against them. I just I, that's just not really me. I don't really sit at home and be like, you know, I want a beer. Like, right. I just don't do that. But at the same time, like, the most of the times I probably drink beer, so my my opinion's probably a little flawed, is, like, golfing and stuff. Yeah. But Miller, to me, is just so thick. It's just not a great golf beer. Definitely not. Um, Miklob Ultra is the best golf beer. Yeah, it's like a water. Exactly. So it's like you're hydrating yourself yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. Um, I would definitely agree. Uh, I wouldn't put, since it was Blue Raz, it kind of threw me off. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to say this is number one for me. Um, this one? but but we have to come up with a combined rating. That's fair. So on this on this episode is where we will we will um we will make sure that it's all documented. Mm -hmm. So one through five to make it easier on us. Two point five being completely average. Where would you rate the very first beer we tried, Stella Artois? One through five. One through five. Yes, five being. Great beer. It has one to, being it has to shit. score one. Okay, I agree. Does it has to score one? No, yeah, like well, okay, zero through five. What would you give it? Like point a point five. one? A point one? <laughs> yeah, point one. Okay. No, in all honesty, probably if it were if it were one five, I'd give it a one point five. It just man, it God, I could not get over it. Well, I'm thinking like one, I can swallow it, but like I'm like like yeah. I'm about to hurl. Yeah. Um Okay, a two. I so you give a it a, so you give it a two. Yeah, I give it a two. Official okay. score of a two. All right, Stella, you you deserve a two. Pickle beer. Pickle beer. Mm, seven and a half. No, one to five. Oh, true. 
yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, probably, probably three point nine. Okay, not quite a four, not but, quite a four, but but close. Yeah, three point nine. Okay, I I'd agree with that. Okay, um, okay, so we have a one point five. We have a three point nine. No, we have a two. Do we, we two. give it a two? Okay, so we have a two. We have a three point five. Now let's go Miller High Life. What are you rating that? Miller High Life? Three point nine. Three point five. Two point five. Two point five on the Miller High Life. 2. Just 5. average. Yeah, just average. Okay. What would you give the confidence? Mm, probably a three. A three. Three point no. Yeah, three three point yeah, three. Solid three. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 3.5. So we'll average that out as a 3.25 or 3. Point, we'll just say 3.2. 3.2. Um, okay. So so that's our rankings on those. I definitely, I would agree on the pick. You gave Pickle Beer 3.9. I'd give Pickle Beer like 3.5. But like, let's just, we'll just keep it at 3.9. So Pickle Beer is number one. Dope. As of right now. Nice. We're rocking we're rocking <laughs> confidence right now at number two. Yep. Uh Miller High Life, Miller at, number High Life at number three. And Stella Artois last. Yep. Always. Bad. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was our beer review. Yeah. Let's get into let's get into UFC. Dude. So tell I was me trying about it. to until I freaking I was out in my yard yesterday and I guess the fight just came to me as I was putting posts into the ground for my fence. Uh-huh. That thing just stuck and schwacked me upside the head. I was oh, not about knocked me out. Felt like I got punched by a UFC fighter. Good grief! Tell you what, but no man, we um, uh, we got to watch it yes or yeah, yesterday we got to watch it, and uh, it was a good fight, man. We um, there were two there were two cards that I was really interested in. Um, the first one was um the Justin Gaethje and. God, what's his Raphael? Raphael um, starts with an F. Raphael, but yeah, five, five, Fifes, Fifes, Raphael, Fifes, sure, yeah, something like that. And Justin Gaethy, Gaethy, um, but man, it was a. The reason I wanted to watch the fight was because I was a big fan of uh, Justin. He, he's a solid competitor, um, always has been for the most part. Um, but, man, he uh, the fight was solid. Um, Gaethje started strong. He pretty much controlled the fight, I feel, the whole time. Um, there wasn't ever really a moment where I felt that he was out of control. Now, I will say Rafael was um, definitely landing some heavy punches, and he really started out strong each round so there was never a round where he came out and he was like kind of like a day is cool or anything like that he always started strong he was he was moving he was he had good head, head movement he was attacking um so he stayed um he stayed uh on justin gaethy or on justin gaethy uh, pretty hard um unfortunately man it just like i don't know it towards the end of the um first round like it was I think Gaethje was just destroying his legs. Really? Yeah. Um, he was uh, really attacking um, Rafael's lower body heavy. Um, and so I think that really kind of fatigued him out uh, a little bit towards the end there. Um, but in the second man, again, like I said, they came out strong. Um, big leg kicks um, all throughout. 
Um, I think uh, Rafael kind of uh, kind of was getting a little pissed off at how many leg kicks were landed, and so they he decided he's like, oh, I'm about to throw some of these on my own. Um, but it was a fun fight to watch, man. Um, in the third round, um, Gaethje, I feel, um, um, came out sort of slow. Um, uh, and really in all the rounds, he just kind of, he just like, it's not that he wasn't attacking. He just kind of, I think he was just kind of being patient, kind of waiting. Um, but he, uh, um, there wasn't a single takedown until the third round. It was crazy. Like, really? uh, yeah, a single takedown at all. And so until up until like the last 10 seconds, um, there, uh, uh, Gaethje got a takedown, um, the last five or six seconds or something like that. And so, um, they ended up they ended up putting on a nice show, but Gaethje Gaethje had him every single round, so there it wasn't really much of a uh, I say much of a fight. It was a great it was a great fight between the two of them, but Gaethje really really put it on him. So yeah. you could tell after the fight, especially he was pretty banged up. Um, but everybody everybody kind of uh, was on the Gaethje train for sure. I feel. Um, well, just from like name recognition, I mean, I, I don't really follow a whole lot of UFC, but I've seen him fight and I know that name and right. just like, I, I'd like to definitely get into the, um, you know, just learning more about it and, and becoming more aware. And, uh, it's definitely something that I've wanted to get into, especially as it's gotten so big recently. Um, you know, I'm big, big Dana right. White guy. Right. Um, oh yeah. You know, great greatest commissioner in sports. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I like UFC. I like watching it, and I know I know you've developed more of a passion for it because right. I mean you're getting into now you get into some jujitsu yeah. and you know starting to do stuff like that. And got uh, my first stripe. I'm basically a black belt now. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um. I guess we'll uh, start the. Uh, I'll call Dana up and he'll he'll get a match going between you and Gaethje. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, dude. See, I don't want to. If this blows up and I say I wreck him, you know, it's gonna have to happen. But yeah. if uh, if not, it probably won't ever make it to him. But that's that's okay. That's okay. So, I'll take the opportunity. I'll, I, any day. Yeah, yeah I'm a little bit bigger than him. Maybe it'll help. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. What. What. What weight class is he in? Oh, uh, I think he was uh, light heavyweight or light uh, heavyweight. Light heavyweight or um, middle middleweight. Oh God, I can't even remember to be honest with you. Mm. Well. If I even attempted it, I'd be going up against people like Francis Ngannou. Which yeah, dude, you'd be screwed. I'm 200. I'm rocking 280 right now. So, you know, I, I don't think. Uh, That's why I stay under that 200 mark, man. So I don't, I don't really want to mess with people like that, man. Got no, punches sir. that'll, that'll, like, they could punch You'll a, die. a three, two by four and a half. You could oh, punch yeah. a six by, I don't know, two by six or whatever. I don't know. Anything, any and everything. Piece of OSB decking. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just right there. That'd be sick. Um, no, yeah. But they talk about the like amount of power and everything that Usman has as well and like just the power that he has in his takedown defense. And that was like the fight that everybody was really talking about. Really? Yeah, because um Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman, man, they fought twice already. Um uh they were both one and one. The last fight that they fought in was um uh was very um oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh Oh, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't agree and, uh, or not that they couldn't agree. Usman would just kept on stating the fact that there was, there was only one particular instance where he really beat him because the last fight, Leon Edwards knocked him out, but it was because, or it was because, um, uh, Usman had dropped his hand. So he was, he was in a stance. He dropped his, he dropped his left hand and he hit him with a head kick, right? And just dropped him right there. 
Um, and so the Usman's take on it was, oh, that you know, it was my one mistake. It, other than that, like I was winning the whole fight. Like we need to do this again, this and that and another. And uh, sure enough, they did. And man, it was it was a good fight. Um, I don't know how big of a fan of Leon Edwards I am. I've followed Kamar Usman a lot longer than uh, I have Leon Edwards. Um, but I will say that. Um, his precision in striking is phenomenal. Um, he had like over 70% of striking or his 70% of his strikes landed uh, in the match wow. uh, against Usman. And so that, man, that's to think that that's insane. I mean, most people you're looking at like 49 to 55, 60%, right? Seventy percent of his shots landed. Wow. And he defended 70% of uh, Usman's takedowns, which is like really where his game is at. Uh, you know, Usman will take people down and he'll ground and pound them. Yeah. And so he, uh, um, he did a really good job at uh, defending that. There were a couple cheap shots in there and a couple times where um, Leon Edwards really just kind of um, – blatantly not I don't want to say cheated but um uh didn't follow the rules entirely so at one point I think it was in the I think it was in the third round Usman was going for a takedown and Rose only gotten like four out of ten takedown or four out of nine takedowns at this point yeah um and or three out of nine one of the two and uh, he's Usman's getting ready to take down Leon Edwards, and he grabs the fence. Like, you can't do that like, yeah. at all. He really? just grabs the fence to keep him from falling over. And so, sure enough, like, I mean, they got a point deducted, but, I mean, that's a – not to say that that would have turned the fight, but that's a big turn of events, you know, if he gets that takedown. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, heck, he got up from it every time. So – or Leon Edwards got up from uh, Usman's takedown every time, so it's not like, you know – they can really say that or anything like that. But, man, Usman was pressuring the mess out of him the whole time. Um, very much a pressure fighter. And Leon Edwards was just kind of standing back waiting for his opportunity. And you could tell. I mean, 70% really kind of speaks for itself uh, whenever you're um, looking at uh, statistics that way. Um, but, man, it was a solid fight overall. I think, um, I think Leon took the first round is what it was. Uh yeah, Leon took the Leon took the first. I think it was um tied the second. Um tied what was it? Tied the second. Leon in the third. Uh Usman in the fourth and Leon in the fifth is what I had. Um but man, it just throughout I would say it didn't it didn't get crazy exciting um until maybe that fourth and um uh, fifth round that they were going uh, against each other. Um, again, it was just a lot. Usman did a great job pressuring, um, but just there uh, didn't land uh, the type of shots that he needed to land. Um, Leon was definitely attacking his lower body and his legs a lot more, and so that kind of I think fatigued Usman out to where you know he just couldn't land those takedowns. So it's man when when your when your legs are giving out on you, there's not much you can do. That's for sure. Are they completely different type of style fighters? Like I know, like McGregor, right? If I if I'm right, right what I'm saying this, he's more of a striker. He's more of a you know he he right. He takes a lot of pride in um, landing those big blows. Then you have right. people like Khabib, who you big know they're wrestler. a wrestler. You know right. they get you on the ground, they wear you out. You know you put them in the holds, you get them, you get, make them tap out. Right. You know as opposed to just knocking them unconscious. Right. Um. So we're we're Usman and uh. 
Edwards. Edwards, were they completely different types of style fighters or same type? or Similar or striking similar? styles, but Edwards doesn't really seem to have a ground game. Um, from watching him, it seems that he's got good takedown defense, but doesn't have a good ground game. Okay. Um, or maybe maybe a good ground game, but not shown. Like right? Not known for right. Not like known for his ground game for sure. Yeah. Usman is very much known for uh, wrestling and um, and take and takedowns and fighting on the ground and taking the fight to the ground. And yeah. so um, that. Uh, everybody kind of felt that he had the upper hand, but man, the entire crowd, you could hear him through the TV. They're just, anytime he goes for a takedown, they're just booing the mess out of him. Really? Yeah. Like just, you hear the whole crowd just boo, boo. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, can you imagine like trying to fight some other dude and you, and like you do something that you think is just great and everybody's like, boo. It's like, oh, hey, fuck y'all, man. Like, yeah. I don't wanna. So Edwards was definitely like a fan favorite. Yeah, Edwards was definitely the fan favorite. He was the champion going into it um, because of his last fight against Usman, knocking him out. Um, but man, I'm still, man, I'm still very much an Usman fan. Um, Leon Edwards uh, hit Usman with a few, uh, with a few cheap shots. Uh, one seemed rather intentional uh, to the groin, but man, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, solid, solid fights by the both of them overall. You know, I could have, it was a close fight, that's for sure. Um, so I, uh, uh, kudos to the judges. I could, I could never try and score something like that. Is there anything up on the cards uh, coming up next? Any type of big type fights that you that you know are coming up next? Oh. UFC because I was what two. 286. 286 or seven? Yeah, 286 or 287, one of the two. Okay. Um, I know that, or there's rumor that old uh, McGregor's Oh, he's back trying to come ring. back, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I, man, I mean, I love the dude, and I remember this was years ago, him taking on Cowboy Cerrone, knocking him out. I mean, literally with, with straight shoulder punches, knocking him out within like 40 seconds. Um. And that was his first fight back from fighting Floyd in in boxing. And then just after all that, I mean, has McGregor won even right. since he won against Cerrone? And then I don't. But Cerrone was like known at that point in time to be pretty old. Um, so you know maybe McGregor hasn't fought anyone truly worthy in the last couple you know fights that he's had. But hasn't he lost like the last yeah. three or four? Well, his last fight against uh, against Poirier, he broke his what his ankle or his mm. foot or something like that and so that was yeah. a man i think that was a big part of it you know and was i'm gonna poirier get a lot of or was it uh diaz no, no it, was poirier. it was poirier yeah it was poirier where he just stepped back and it just snapped yeah well i think he had i think poirier yeah oh no he definitely rocked it yeah but. poirier definitely snapped his leg but yeah. i mean even still man like you can't god that's a that's a tough loss right there because you can't really do anything about that no you know but he does fight the second half of 2023 so really? ufc confirmed it on in february oh man Here that's we go. great dude i can't wait i cannot wait it's gonna be so much fun well you'll hear it here you'll hear it here yeah all the will. highlights we should we could do a like a a live view of it we could order it on pay-per-view and put it up and just kind of dissect and the fight as we're going through it. It. oh that would be fun yeah that'd be nice to learn from you kind of like what terminology and what like things to look for because okay. as i'm watching i mean i'm literally watching striking and when they go to the ground and they start, you know, that's when, you know, that jujitsu and that like that we'll start, special type of wrestling like really comes into play. We'll start taking you to, to uh, jujitsu classes with me. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I don't. I've seen some of the dudes that you fought at tournaments, and I've seen no. some of the dudes that are in my weight class at your tournaments, <laughs> and they are just like they may not be. I mean, I'm six foot six, two hundred and eighty pounds, but these guys are like 
six foot even or like six foot two, but 280 pounds. <laughs> I mean, they're just blocks. They're like a freaking, I mean, they're literally yeah, just like are. blocks of like, it's like an oak tree I just swear. in there and they're just massive. And I don't, that's I don't fair. Know. Okay. I don't know if length would, length will help on striking, but jujitsu. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of lose with you being six, the, four, yeah, those six, little five. Guys, I mean, they get in, they get in between your, any crack and cranny that you got. I'll yeah. tell you what. And they can escape easier. Yeah. They use your your length as leverage. Their their chokes are what are just insanely tight, man. I mean, because if you think about it, my my arm is about three foot long, yeah. right? And so if I'm putting that around somebody's neck, like the the surface area that I have to cover in order for it to actually like get tension on the neck is a lot greater than if a short person is doing it because they you know their their arm might be six inches shorter and so the minute they bend their arm it's like cutting the blood to my head yeah so but yeah no it would be fun it'd be fun we we could do a we could video that jake's first uh jujitsu class oh yeah (laughs) that'd be fun definitely something that we we need to do as far as the live stream i don't know about the jujitsu class but uh the live stream I think that'd be super fun. Oh, uh, for sure. Just but tell hearing... me, tell me about uh, the what's called March, March Madness. Madness yeah. Well, all right. Well, this is something we obviously wanted to dive into. Um, I know that you you you've been following it as well. Yeah. Um, who do you have in your final in your final four? Or let's just say, who do you have matching I could up do in final the champion? Do you have it? Yeah, we could do final four. Um, although after, um, oh yeah, they did just win. They pulled it off, didn't they? Um, K State. Just pulled it off the win. Yes, they just beat uh, Kentucky, Kentucky, which yeah. Kentucky was was very much ahead in the first half. Uh, had a very very strong start. K State couldn't knock down anything, uh-uh. um, and then I turn it back on, and all of a sudden, K right. State's up four, and right. I, with with four minutes left, and I'm like, whoa! But yeah, um, yeah good for them. Uh, number no three taking on a number six, right? Knocking them out. So right. not bad. Kentucky out early yet again. Kentucky and Duke. Something we'll Jeez. we'll we'll tag on later. Yeah, but, um, for sure. For sure. But yeah, who do you have? Who do you have in your final four? So when you filled out your bracket, now right. my my final four is obviously changed now. Yeah. Um, who do you have in your bracket? Which I'll I'll pull up the bracket here so that we can kind of, you know, make make a good I guess um, you know, note on on exactly what's going on. Let me see. Here. Right. Little sucker right here. NCAA. Well, I know that I'm going to put Alabama for one, and then. Probably K State for two. Well, let's even see if they can match up. Okay, Alabama just won. Alabama will play San Diego State in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I don't really need to see that right now. Where is K State? K State just won, so they're popping probably down here. Okay, yeah. so they will play. They'll play the winner of the Michigan State Marquette game. Yes, which is live right now, uh, Marquette. And- I'm going to say, I'm going to, oh, man. I'm not going to, you know, knock my team out, but Marquette does have a good chance of winning if they pull off this win. Absolutely. Against um, Michigan State. So who do you, all right, so Final Four. Got Final Four. As of right now, so not before, but who do you have right now? Right now, um, K-State, um, Alabama. I'm going to go Tennessee, and then I'm going to say Michigan State wins today. So we got what? Well, K State wound up playing Tennessee in the Elite Eight if they win. So you will have, you could have, you got Bama. So you have Bama. Right. You have, you can choose between Texas, Xavier, Houston, and then the winner between Miami and Indiana. 
Oh, man. But who are you grabbing from Dude, those? Dude, Houston is number one. Yeah. I've never seen that before in my life. Their That's men's basketball crazy. team has been severely, severely uh, getting better and better and better, and they played a really, really good season this year. Uh, granted, they're, they're, their conference isn't as strong um, you know, as, as an SEC, as a Big 12, as a – ACC even even though the ACC stunk this year right but you have schools um, like Xavier and I mean Indiana has always been a solid uh, basketball school yeah so Duke yeah um okay so we'll go Tennessee and Alabama and then we'll go okay. TCU and is that Kansas right there Kansas lost to oh. Arkansas so you have pretty much Arkansas, UCLA. Gonzaga. Oh, wait, you chose. I chose, you chose TCU. TCU. You can have Arkansas or St. Mary's, UConn. All right, I'll go with Texas. some of my Arkansas Take friends because I know that they're going to be going for them, Razorbacks. Oh, whoop pig sueys. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, we'll go Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, and TCU. Okay. That's going to be my final four. All right, I have in my bracket, I have Alabama beating Texas in the national championship. So I have Alabama matching up with Texas there. Um, I think Alabama is going to... I think Tennessee has put together a really, really solid... Even though they struggled really heavily against Louisiana, they right. they showed it during against Duke. And now Duke is kind of like a tournament fraud. Um, they have the players. They have the coaching. They just... They they can never really develop a team because they're always one and doneers. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Like, man, if FDU can pull off, you know, number sixteen, if they can pull, if they can pull off a win against FAU today, um, that would be you cool. Know, I I would love to root for them against Tennessee. Do I see it happening? Absolutely not. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I think Kansas State played a hell of a game today. Yeah. So I'm gonna put them in it. I'm gonna put Kansas State in the final. So we have we have Bama matching up against K State and beating them. And then I have Texas matching up against. I gotta say, I think I think TCU is gonna make it. Yeah, so I'm gonna root with for the Texas teams. Nice. Um, even though Arkansas, man, Arkansas showed showed really tough, but I just don't think they have the size. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say TCU and Texas face off, and Texas wins that one. But um, yeah, let me dive in. Let me dive into some of these games here. Um, Round one started. Uh, Marquette, currently, they're losing, I think, by about three right now to Michigan Mm. State. Um, They played Vermont first round. They showed a lot, a lot, a lot of promise. So that team, Marquette's a very fast-paced team. Vermont, uh, they just want to shoot threes. They want to take up the whole shot clock. So completely different styles of play there. You know, Vermont, they want to pass the ball around. They want to get a wide-open three. Marquette, they're looking to push the pace. They're looking to get it going. Right. so Marquette really needed to limit opportunities for three. Vermont was splashing them early, but they did have a very slow start. Mm. Um, their uh, Marquette star player um, Kolick, he got he kind of injured his thumb in the yeah. first first half. Uh, but they had a guy uh, Cam Jones. Cam Jones took over and scored eighteen straight in the second second half uh, for Kolick, who who I think he ended up getting in foul trouble also. So they had to take him out, um, I think, around 18 minutes left in the second half. Um, Cam Jones came in. I mean, it was just – I was on a plane watching it, and it was just one after another, after another, after another. Dude was Dang. balling out. So, you know, they ended up they ended up pulling away from Vermont. Vermont played a very good game, but Marquette, they they showed a lot, 
a lot of gr- like they looked great. Yeah. Um. Now they looked a little small. So you know, against teams like Texas, who have a lot of big men. Yeah. Against teams like uh, Alabama. like like Alabama, who who just have some some crazy athletes. Against team, I mean, they they will have their match even against Michigan State. Yeah. They have their match made up for them. Um. But, uh, yeah, they, they play Michigan State right now. They're playing them right now. I think it'll be a very close game. I know Michigan State had the had, – They had were a, the favorite, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, actually, no, Marquette, Marquette was, the was the favorite. favorite going into it? Yeah. Um, because they won the Big East title. They were number two seed, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think – I just don't know if they have the size. Yeah. I, think, I think that's where they're going to struggle is the size. Um, that's fair. If they pull out a win against Michigan State, that's awesome. I just I can't see them really going any further than that. Um, even though I think they showed a lot of promise. If they play like they did against Vermont, yeah, they have a very high chance of getting in the final four, but they have to continue that style of play. Kolick kind of has to get back into his groove. You know, they can't rely on Cam Jones to yeah. to carry the torch the whole way. I mean, you yeah. need your players playing good. So that was their one game where you had one guy, your star player. I mean, he was the big east um player player of the year. Especially with like a smaller team like that, you really have to get everybody kind of doing their part otherwise you're going to be shut down pretty quick well and even him hurting his thumb like that i mean you come back into a game you know you got the adrenaline going you know it doesn't really impact you it will a little bit but i mean give it a couple days that thumb starts swelling up and it's your shooting hand like that's a problem it's going to be a problem for sure so i i just you know with him being kind of injured cam jones he just can't he can't carry the load for him um and you need a guy you need that guy but i mean you know he's their sharpshooter. Kolek's their sharpshooter. So him him having that injured hand might affect him. I think he's he's struggling a lot right now versus Michigan State. Mm. Um, but uh, then we then last night uh I was watching Texas and Penn State. Uh, Texas was favored to win by five and a half. I think they ended up winning by like, man, would they would they win by? They won by. Let me remember. I think it was close to that. So, but okay. So, Penn State was four and zero against the spread, and Texas was six and zero against the spread. Okay, in their last six and four games, um, Penn State dominated Texas A and M versus the first round, which I love to see because really? I have a lot of friends that went to Texas A and M. I still think it's cultish. Yeah, um, you know it is. I mean, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, but yeah, I love. I kind of. I kind of enjoy seeing them get beat because it kind of deflates them and they're just like because you know they're so late their ego they're so into it so much and i'm just like fuck it you lost like <laughs> you know right. kind of like when a&m football team lost to appalachian state oh dude that was like so third great. game of the year and i was yeah. like i was like they're ranked like six <laughs> and i was like really i was like get out of here yeah um dylan desue Man was averaging eight and a half, eight and a half points. He's six nine forward from Pflugerville, Texas. So that's kind of like nice. you know, good hometown boy. Uh, man, he he shot sixty percent in the first half, had twelve of their thirty one points. And you were like, man, is this going to be like this man's game? I mean, you got Serge Barry Rice, you got you got other role players and other big time players. But you know, Dassault, he was kind of like he's just kind of like their forward. You know, he's a big guy. Uh, you know, they look to to use him and utilize him. Um, in playmaking situations, but he's not their star player. But that man just took over, mm. took over. Even them, even though the Longhorns shot zero for eight in the three point line in the first half, Dang. they still ended up pulling out uh, a first half lead uh, of eight. And then their first three pointer actually came with eight minutes left in the second quarter. 
So I think the whole game they shot like one for I want to say like sixteen or something like that. Uh, but Sounds still, like my shooting still pulled out, still pulled out a dub. Um, Penn State surged back. Uh, Miles Dread, who um, man and had his dad in the stands rooting him on, it was a, it was a good little story there. But um, that man, that man just started catching fire. I think he ended up putting up like like nine straight for him, and everyone was freaking out. And Penn State, like I think, went up one at that point. Uh, and then you know, Desu, they just kept handing it to Desu, Desu, Desu. You know, he averaged. Eight and a half points, four and a half, four point three rebounds during the regular season. And in the first two games of the tournament, he's averaging twenty two and a half points and ten rebounds a game. So he's averaging a double double while putting in the work in the you know in the shooting and scoring range. So no joke, man's balling out. I think if you can, I think they took advantage. The Longhorns did of their height factor. They were a lot taller than Michigan State, Michigan or no Penn State. Penn State's like mostly guards. Mm. Um, they have some big men like uh, like Dread, but um, you know, Texas is just huge. I mean, to have, I think their power forward, you know, D- Dylan Dessou, he's he's six nine, and so that having your power forward be six nine, I mean, yeah, you know, you just you have a, a squad. lot of height. You got a lot of speed. You got a lot of height for sure. Uh, I think they took advantage of that height factor. And, you know, they have a lot of versatility and athleticism in those big men on the Longhorns. So it allowed them to make their way to Sweet 16. Uh, Dylan DeSue, you know, keep balling out. You keep balling out that way, you know, you're going to you're gonna take over. I think he has a capability of having more takeover power than the Marquette kid, Cam Jones. Um, even though he balled out, it just looked like DeSue look, – it looked easy out there for him. And I think mm-hmm. once he starts gaining that confidence, you know, you got him and, the, and, his, and his other two guys – um his two guards that you know texas is very guard guard heavy in their points and stuff like that right and if they can start hitting stuff from three It'll be they're, lethal. they're deadly yeah a deadly number two seed um i think i think they could definitely give alabama a run for their money although alabama on the defensive end last night looked just phenomenal incredible i mean it was unreal I'm telling you um i wouldn't mind seeing a texas <coughs> seeing a texas school win though so texas hadn't won anything in a long time they and I, I was listening to to a take about this the other day. I, you know, Texas in football, just University of Texas, they they get all this praise at the beginning of the year. You know, they get ranked real high in, in college football. Right. They get ranked Every real high in, in basketball now. Um, you know, it's really it's really about time we take a look at them and say, are they a powerhouse team? Are they a basketball school or are they a football school? Because mm-hmm. Basketball, they haven't really done anything. They need a win after hiring Chris Beard, who got, you know, stuck in some allegations. Yeah. Um, you know, they're gonna they wanted him as the long hire. They wanted him for, you know, twenty plus years. Right. Or or fifteen, twenty plus years. Um, you know, they wanted they wanted him to be their Shashevsky. Right. Um, he didn't end up panning out even after like one year. I think he had one year there. Yeah. And you know, now they got this interim guy. Uh they gotta they gotta they gotta bring and I, I think he did a great job, you know, coaching this team up. But they gotta they're gonna hire someone. They're gonna hire someone that they want for the long term. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just have to they have to find their identity. And even even with Sarkeesian on the football side, you know, like they just gotta show some worth. And I would love to see them show like pulling up with an NCAA title for basketball. Like it's it's time. Yeah. Texas needs to be relevant again. Yeah, for sure. Um, they stay relevant, obviously. With you know, they get a lot of great recruits too. Yeah, I mean, keeping up with their high school recruiting and everything like that. Like they get a lot of good kids that sign with them. 
So I just, once they get there, it's like, poof. Yeah. So after the first couple <laughs> rounds, you know, you had FDU, Farley Dickinson, averaging six foot one inch in their entire roster, and they beat Purdue, number one, Purdue, with their seven foot four monster. Yeah. Purdue looks soft. Um, it didn't look like they had much of a game plan other than get uh-huh. it into their big guy, get it into their big guy, get right. it into their big guy. And, you Play know, he, paint. great leader, but I mean, they just poked it out every, almost every single time. Um, and so that, that was a, that was a game that was crazy. Princeton has made it to the sweet 16. Uh, they, they upset Arizona, number two, mm, Arizona, uh, kind of destroyed Missouri. <laughs> I mean, Missouri looked like they weren't even a, they didn't even belong yeah. out there. So Princeton earning their way, number 15 seed, making their way to the Sweet 16 tournament. Yeah, buddy. Um, Let's see, what else? Duke's 10-game winning streak comes to an end. You know, they won first round of the tournament. Uh, they ended the season with nine straight wins. Uh, so showed some promise. But, you know, Duke out again. Is it something that we see all the time? Yeah, I think it's something we're going to get more used to. They just... They just haven't been the powerhouse school that they used to be. They, just, I mean, I, I even got to be honest. I mean, when I was watching with you know four or three years ago with Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam, John, uh, Cam, Cam Jones, Cam, Cam Reddish, um, you know, they had an insane team back then. Still couldn't pull it off. You know, they just, I think, I think teams like that. That's what makes NCAA tournament so great. Is and I think it would even it wouldn't really work at NCAA football, just because man, when you have teams like Georgia recently, teams like Bama in the past that just can kick anybody's ass, right? Like it's a little different. But when you got these, you know, a teams, a true team like that just has chemistry that can go back and forth either way. I mean, you 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 know, Bama. You got the guys, you got the strength, you got the speed. That's how you win games. I mean, you you have a great game plan, but it's not quite as essential as when you're talking about basketball. You know, you yeah. can have the guys with with all the talent in the world just not making shots. Oh, for or sure. have a game plan that just doesn't work. And it's Absolutely. a lot easier to come up with a method that that works against teams that just have these these great great players. And so you see teams like Farley Dickinson just like Coming out of nowhere. I mean, think how many millions slash billions of dollars was lost that were bet on Purdue. Oh, just, for sure. Just gone. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what the what the spread was. I don't even want to know. But the fact that they won by like four or five, insane. Should have put five bucks on it. Um, I know. I know you probably right. I think they were. I think they were plus twenty two hundred. So if you bet a hundred bucks, you would have won plus twenty eight hundred. I think is what they were. So if you bet a hundred bucks, you'd win twenty eight hundred. Dang. Um, which pretty. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Virginia. I think Virginia's frauds. Yeah. Um, you know, to be the first team to be a sixteen seed or to lose to a sixteen seed in the first round, uh, back in twenty eighteen, was super embarrassing for them. They came back the next year. They won the title. So kind of like a redemption year, but then you come back, I want to say 20. So you win the title in 19, you come back in 20 and I think you have a COVID scandal and I think you like don't have enough players to play. So you have to drop out. I think they dropped. No, that's when the tournament was canceled. Uh, The tournament was canceled in 2020, 2021. I want to say they had to drop out because they had too many COVID kids 
2022, they lose in the round of 64. 2023, they lose in the round of 64. Or, yeah, 64. So, I think we're still, like, sitting here hoping that Virginia is that team. That they used to be. That they used to be back in 2019 when they won the Natty. Yeah. And we use that as a reference point. But they're just not, like, they don't deserve the respect that they get because they just, every year, don't show it in the tournament. Um, then you got San Diego State. You know they played they played really really well. They'll end up playing uh, Bama uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. So I think they have a they have a good chance of of, of upsetting Alabama. Although Alabama looks looks very 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 good. Uh, Arkansas played really well. Uh, they beat Kansas in the second round. Devonte Davis has been killing it for them first two games. Nice. Um. So eight seed Arkansas, you know, making some noise, making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, uh, Houston was ten points. Uh, they were in a ten point deficit uh, against Auburn in the second half. You know, number one Houston, and and Auburn came out and shit the bed. They shot sixteen percent in the second half. Sixteen percent. They also came out and shot fifty three percent from the free throw line Ooh, in the second half. They I know went what to the line doing at practice. I think they went to the line. 35 for 35 free throws and they only made like 17 18 like they Dang. were sent to the line so many and they just could not capitalize so i mean games yeah. are won and lost off of that free throw line man i'll tell you what yeah they better be running sprints it's all no joke um yeah i mean i mean a lot Houston of upsets, looked, houston's defense was insane so really i haven't gotten to watch them play yet um yeah they look really good i think they'd be a, they'd be a great team um i'm hoping you know we need to get into contact with a couple more uh, local breweries here in the dallas area but i think what would be really fun is if we headed up there and kind of did like a live even if we did just like a like a live recording or or a segment or something or another where we were up there watching the sweet 16 games or watching the elite eight games just headed up there you know, tried some of their beers, tried some of their food, gave them some reviews. Yeah, checked them out. I like it. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, I think that was a solid, solid, solid March Madness for sure. Solid so, so far. far. Yeah, for sure. A lot of upsets. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of room to grow for some players for sure. We we have a lot to cover, oh, and I think it's yeah, it's do. been very eventful. Been one of the better tournaments i think in the last few years yeah um a lot of news a lot of upsets big fan of march madness no brackets remain no No. perfect brackets no uh yeah they killed us this year but (laughs) man you know we try every year make that perfect bracket gotta win that billion dollars something like that oh who was it oh it was somebody who had told me there there's oh there so there are um uh, billions or trillions of grains of sand on the world. Uh-huh. Okay, this guy was saying that the likelihood that you pick the right, the perfect bracket, is about the same chance as if you were to take one of those pieces of sand, right, um, and ask somebody to pick which piece of or which grain of sand was yours. Somebody would have a better chance of picking your grain of sand. Than picking the bracket, the perfect bracket. How crazy is that? I think I saw a TikTok yesterday that said it was like two to the sixteenth power. Yeah, is the which whatever that is. I mean, I think there's sixteen zeros. I'm just gonna buy a bunch of lotto tickets. You got a better chance. I think there. you got a better chance mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, which the lottery numbers have been 
have been big. Dude, over the past year especially. People are just buying lotto tickets like crazy in Texas. Or yeah, I guess in, I guess it's the national lotto that's winning all that big money. I thought about it at one point where it hit that. Did it hit over a billion? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was over a billion. That dude from Chicago won it, man. I, if I don't know if I'd want to win that much because your name's going to be out there. Well, you can do it anonymously. You can you can well, win it anonymously. Anonymously, but you're, dude. If I win seven billion, I'm definitely. Or I don't know. Somebody's going to find out. One of my one of my loudmouth family members is going to find out. I, yeah, I don't. I just I don't know if I'd want to win them. I, I'd be fine. I, I'd be fine with the two hundred. Two hundred yep. million. Give me two hundred million. Yep. Give me. A give me million. One million. Yeah, we, we good. <laughs> give me a million. Yeah, anybody looking, looking to sponsor for a million dollars, please contact us. Absolutely. You'll be a title sponsor of the podcast. Uh, we are not responsible for any uh, alcoholism, alcoholics, or bad decisions made while drinking. Right. We'll go right here. Right. Food, beers, great conversation. That's what we're about. All about. All about it. Good pod, man. Yeah, man. Good pod back. We have uh, We have a lot. You know, our studio is almost almost complete. Yeah. Still uh, have a few few touches. Working on it. But I mean to go from to go from, you know, recording with one blue yeti in your mom's guest room your room, yeah. your old room, uh, to go from to go from that to finding, you know, luckily we found this this place that wasn't wasn't being used and so we were able to uh we were able to do that and and, and get in here and you know, get some, get a good camera, get some lights, get some right. acoustic panels. Just make it a little bit more mic, official. Yeah, you know, take pride in it. Have fun with it, and I think it looks 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 super good. Let me find. Uh, we do have a sponsor for today's podcast. It is Business Solutions Technology. So whether you need a printer, toner, office supplies, Business Solutions has you covered with corporate level product and family owned customer service. There is not a box they don't check off when supplying you with your business needs. Business Solutions products are typically 50% the cost of big business suppliers. Yeah, they are. Looking at you, Staples. Uh, looking Screw at you, Staples. Office Depot. Depot. Um, you know, you just can't match up to the Business Solutions prices, Business yeah. Solutions customer service. They have all the solutions. Right. Uh, visit businesssolutionstechnology.net or call 214-663-3268. Again, that's business solutions technology.net or call 214-663-3268. Use promo code two beers. That is the number two B E E R S to receive twenty percent off your first purchase. What what? So two beers. Two beers. Signing off. All right, buddy. Catch you later. Catch you later.